In today's episode, we are taking a little break from the interviews. Come off uh, a little run of two. Yeah, it was super two fun. Two whole interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Today, we are going to recap our big Thrive event. That was really great going to Utah. It was such a good weekend. Seeing some peeps and getting on stage. <laughs> that was awesome. That was wild. A little secret. That's my dream. Oh, my goodness. I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. <laughs> also, we've got a He Said What and a Foom Pod, not necessarily in that order, later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Stick around. It's going to be a good one. Be right back. All righty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly, and we are also known as the Sisters of Tender Mercies. <laughs> is that, that our new for our good friend and ally, Jeremy Hinks. Yeah. Thanks for the new uh, nickname, I guess. Yeah. He's That's the cool. one who hooked us up with our uh, sweet, sweet interview that was on, I don't know, a couple weeks ago with Badass. Last week. Last week. It <laughs> was on last week with Badass Lady Hawk. So again, thank you for that, Jeremy. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we're going to start out today recapping our Utah trip. Does that sound about right? That trip was so full of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always cram a ton of shit into it like three days. <laughs> you know, I always bring my laptop, right? <laughs> Thinking I'm going to get some like work done, like actual work for my job. Oh, right. Never really happens. I always go with good intentions thinking, you know, we'll have a little bit of downtime here. No, no. Can't you take vacation days? Is that a thing? I mean, I can, but it just (laughs) means I get behind. That's the thing. It's not like I'm, you know. You work a lot. I do. Mm -hmm. I could do absolutely nothing for an entire day, and then the next day I have to do double. So vacation days are, are... for when you retire. Yeah. <laughs> you can rest when you die. Mm, yeah. That sounds about what's happening at the pace you're going. It yeah, won't take yeah. very long. Yeah. I need so, to, yeah, I know. I you need a um, break. Yeah. I, you're real busy. As of late, well, generally speaking, but I think even more lately, I just have been, I don't know, swamped, swamped overwhelmed, overwhelmed under motivated. And so I've been going to the doctor trying to figure out um, what's wrong with you. Yeah. How's my blood pressure? Um, is there some kind of underlying well, body an- issue? Anemia is kind of a thing in your family. Sure. Sort of. So, like, I basically, I want to blame something on why I've been feeling <laughs> as as exhausted mm-hmm. and just down and worn out as I have been. Because then it's easy. Oh, well, you have a blah 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 deficiency. Take this, and you're good. So this is what I've been hoping for. Done all the blood work. Nope. You did have a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, but it wasn't like a huge deficiency. Not mm-hmm. enough to explain why I'm just so fucking exhausted all the time. Um, well, let's see. You've got like three jobs and you have seven children. And I am like the podcasting task master. I'm like, we got a podcast. It's true. I'm always like, trying true. to motivate Two in the morning, you. She's like, wake up. I'm <laughs> all just right. kidding. <laughs> I'm always trying to motivate you to podcast. Yeah. It's been challenging lately. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but the listeners love you. They do. Honestly, if I could erase all the things, I mean, I wouldn't erase my children. They would not, <laughs> I would not get rid of the responsibility of my kids. I would erase work. I would erase <laughs> everything and keep podcast and children. And obviously you're included in that. Oh, thanks. Um, well, duh, you're the podcast partner. <laughs> um, yes, I do love podcasting. It would. I just wish I didn't have so many other things around it. I get a lot of external pressure, but I think I give myself 
I give myself a lot of internal pressure too, which you do. I do. And that is contributing to your overwhelmed feeling. I Absolutely. Think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. think that's something that this might be a whole nother episode now that I'm thinking about it. I put a lot of pressure on myself. For example, when we were going to go out to Utah, I have gained some pounds since last I was out in public. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I really, I need to drop a few pounds before we go out there. I need to, I need to look my best. I need to, I need to, I need to. That's a lot of pressure on myself. And mm. why? I didn't Fucking know it was like why? making you so crazy. Of course it is. Well, your brain does that though. Yes. Like you just fixate on something. Yes. Usually like 35 things at once. <laughs> also correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just can't sleep because you just have stuff. Your brain will not shut off. Yeah. So I'll be like, what are you thinking about? And it's like, uh, how much time have you got? Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. I'm thinking about everything. No, I know. Like pick something. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I do wish that I could let go of the outward appearance thing. Hmm. You know? I mean, it's a hard it's a hard balance. A, I feel better when I exercise um, and I eat well. Of course. Like everyone knows, eat well, exercise, you feel better generally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then the way that I like to reward myself, the things that make that make me relax and just kind of like, ah, oh, in a good place, is a couple of like heavy beers and a burger. Like I love that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to enjoy those beers and a burger without the guilt of shit. You know, now I'm no longer on my way to being like looking, appearing the way that I should. And it's just a big mess in my head. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has this mess in their head. It's funny that you're mentioning this right now because we just found out some crazy news about your dad and we're going to unpack it on an upcoming Scandal Session. Yeah. So we had recorded a Scandal Session episode about your dad. Yeah, my dad's a fucker. Can we just say that? Okay, (laughs) And then— You got even more information. Yeah, of the things that I was talking about <laughs> scan, on the scandal session. I'm like, this MF. So we're going to have blah. to record yeah. again about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not surprised no. that you obsess over physical appearance because of your dad. Yeah. It's he true. obsesses over it. That's true. So, and I had like a four year best friendship with someone who was very obsessed with her physical appearance. I got drawn into that mm-hmm. to the point where. That was my entire everything was looking good. Sure. And I'm not knocking like, see, and this is where it's hard. I I love the way I felt when I was super into CrossFit. Yeah. I love the way I looked with kind of, you know, slim and muscles. I loved feeling that way. It gave me confidence. I loved feeling strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that my knees didn't fucking hurt all the time. I loved uh-huh. that. Yeah. But for me at this point, that's so hard to get back to and to maintain. I, I look back at that life then, my life was 99% exercise, watching what I ate, you know, feeling guilt if I had a piece of cheesecake, like, oh, now I got to do all this. It's like what it takes to stay there, get back there and stay there. It gives me stress, Mm. but then it gives me stress that I know what it's like to feel awesome like I did then. Oh my goodness. I know. This is these, these are the workings <laughs> of my brains. These are the workings of wow. my brains. So then I tried, and you guys might remember this from previous episodes, to um go forward with my plan of starting like a health and nutrition business, right? That's definitely an interest of yours. It, it is say. an interest, but I couldn't, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. I'm just kind of talking in circles right now. Basically what I'm saying is we're not talking about thrive at all anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Fuck is this me. you thriving? Are you thriving this right now? This is my brain not thriving. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But I bet you a lot, <laughs> lot of y'all listeners right now are nodding your head like, uh-huh. How'd you I get know. Southern real fast? You just got a lot of y'all Because I said y'all. <laughs> yeah, it made you start talking I've southern. started using the word y'all to try to get away from saying guys all the time. Sure. I do still say guys because it's, it's you know, it's kind of my go-to when I'm talking about a bunch of people. But I try to I try to start using y'all more so it's not mm-hmm. gender, whatever. You people. You people. <laughs> um, but then every time I say y'all, I think about, like, I lived in Alabama, and I did say mm. y'all, and it was Southern. So it always does seem Southern to me. Sure. I mean, that's kind of how it started, right? Yeah. 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 Um, are you okay in your little— you, Can I pull you out of the rabbit hole? Sorry, I just went deep in the rabbit hole. <laughs> you I mean, did? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I just was thinking of things that—because you said I'm busy mm-hmm. and overwhelmed, and yeah. those things instantly hit me in the face. And you just got overwhelmed. Is this witnessing you? That was my brain. <laughs> getting overwhelmed a little bit? That was the norm of my brain right now. <laughs> pulling you out. I'm pulling you out of your rabbit hole. Thanks, love. <laughs> vacation. I need a vacation. Yeah. That's where it started. Okay. You said, because I was saying I brought my laptop thinking we'd get things done for work. I uh-huh. would be, and then wouldn't have time. And you're like, can't you just have a vacation? And I said, well, I can, but that just means I've got a day's worth of work I have to make up for the next sure. day. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to replay that entire conversation real quick? Just hit rewind, <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't need to repeat myself. I think they're good. (laughs) I think they got it. Uh, I don't think the people knew what a fucked up mess my head is. I really don't. I'm not sure I knew until right this second. Yes, you did. Like I haven't gone, you know, down this path with you Mm -hmm. numerous times. Shelly, what are you thinking about? (laughs) Don't ask. What are you stressing over right now? (laughs) Boom! And then it explodes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, well, welcome back. (laughs) I didn't actually go anywhere. You went on a brain journey. I'm sitting here rubbing my eyes after my brain journey. <laughs> well, let's get back to talking about the Utah trip. Okay. Uh, what was the highlight for you? There were lots. I would say, I mean, I'm dividing it into mom and dad time versus thrive time because there were two right. distinct differences there. I loved getting my mom out mm-hmm. of memory care. Not necessarily out of memory care, but away from my fucking dad. She enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And he was reluctant to let her oh, out of his sight. Guy, I swear. I just. Oh, my God. And he was just like, oh, let me know when you're coming back. I mean, he was trying to, like, massively control the whole thing. Yes. In really awkward ways. Yes. In obvious controlling oh, ways. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that guy. Yeah. I'll tell one slight story, and um, that the rest goes is on um, Scandal, but. Scandal Sessions. God damn it. I loved getting out. With your mom, too. She's a sweetheart. And anytime we're away from your dad is great for me personally, because good Lord, that man. Yeah. Um, cat cafe or whatever we were calling. I think it was a cat, cat lounge. lounge. It was a cat lounge. Oh, that was not a great experience for me. Yeah. I go in and I just feel this heaviness on my chest. I'm allergic yeah. to some cats, right? Yeah. You know, cat boxes with that many cats. Can't get cleaned every five minutes. Stinky. So I don't want you to think hoarders because <laughs> it's, it's not that way. It's just. No, it was just gross. If you like cats, it's not going to bother you. Yeah. If you've been around cats, it's like whatever. There's a lot of cats in there. Anyway, carry on. Mm-hmm. Ew. Anyway, so I didn't love that part of it. But we kept joking with your mom. Next time we go, we're going to take her like bungee jumping or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get her away from my dad. And my mom was so appreciative that we got her away from my dad. Like, oh, I know. He was lingering while we were getting her in the car, mm-hmm. like lingering right outside. And she's like, go away. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. She shooed him. She did. Mm-hmm. My mom has loved cats since the beginning of time, since I can remember. And, you know, we wheeled her into this center that has all these cats running around and basically like put her facing this big cat climbing thing. 
and gave her a few of those like cat toys, the ones that are on the ends of, they look kind of like fishing poles with little toys at the end. Yep. And she just sat there forever mm-hmm. playing with these little cats. Yeah. And she had such a good time mm-hmm. just being away from my fucking dad and being able to do what she wants to do and talking about the cats with me. And, you know, we found a cat there that looked like her old cat, my old cat that was named Dr. Dre. I'm sure I told that <laughs> hilarious story. But she was like, oh, Dre was such a good kitty. And she just... She needs to be away from him. She needs to be mm-hmm. away from my for dad. Sure. For sure. Oh. Yeah. The cat thing for me, it's like the whole playing with the cat with like a fishing pole and some string or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But... Here's what I don't like about cats. And if you're a cat person, you go for it. Have all the cats. Have have like a million cats. Mm -hmm. Or just a few. Whatever. (laughs) Here's what I don't like about cats. Shedding. The clawing of the furniture. The litter box. The weird hot and cold thing. I've had some, my mother's had some real evil cats where you think everything's fine and you're petting this kitty. Mm -hmm. Just normal. And then suddenly, like scratch, claw, like. That's part Chomp. of that's part of the excitement of cat ownership. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what to expect. I mean, dogs are super clingy and needy, like our Eddie, dogs. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least they're predictable. You know. Okay. Mar- so so li- little uh, <laughs> light into Mary's personality. She needs to know what is happening. Most of the time. Most of the time. She mm-hmm. needs the plans. She needs to know the change of plans. So anything that might just like pop up and, and pull and a switcheroo. <laughs> scare the shit out of me. <laughs> a switcheroo. <laughs> so of course, because cats are badass, I love them. Because it was clear that Barry was uncomfortable. There was one cat that just had decided <laughs> to be Mary's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Wanted to sit on my lap and everything. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yep. Cats can always pick out the non-cat people. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. makes them amazing. Yeah. So Cat Lounge with my mom was mm-hmm. fun. And then I printed out a bunch of pictures that we took there, and I put them in a little photo album and brought them to her the next day. Um, I got to look at them, and that was—my mom's just a sweetheart. She is she a sweetheart. She really is. And I was telling Mary, too, looking back on my life with my mom and some things we've talked about on the podcast about her kind of not protecting me from my brother and things like that, I look back and I'm like— Everything that my mom ever did that was hurtful to me, or in my opinion, the wrong thing to do, it was all because of the fucking patriarchy. Yeah, like picking your brothers over you, for instance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everything that she ever did that hurt me, bottom line, end of story, it was because of the patriarchy. Yeah, for sure. She just doesn't have a judgmental bone in her body. She doesn't. This was Anything that she ever said or did that hurt me was my dad. Mm -hmm. My fucking dad. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot there. It's hard for me to kind of deal with, you know. Well, let's talk about a happier subject. Okay, Thrive! The Thrive event. This was awesome. It was. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that this is going to be an annual thing, right? I sure hope so. That was fucking amazing. We met so many fantastic people. And by fantastic people, I mean like, you all, our listeners, coming and finding us mm-hmm. and introducing yourselves and hugging us. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so amazing. I know. And, you know, just kudos to John Dillon and the team that put all that together. It was just they wrangled a lot of moving parts to make that happen. I was impressed by the stage manager backstage who yeah. at the last second. So they had music that played every time a speaker would come on stage. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, we requested an Indigo Girls tune. Dur. Lesbians. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they found one, whipped yep. it up, even put it to the chorus yeah, part that we wanted. I know. Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty <laughs> impressed. It was a slick operation, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. smooth show with all the speakers. Yeah. So this Thrive event, FYI, I know a lot of people like to kind of come down on Exmos that are making money on Exmos. Mm. This Thrive event made zero money. They yeah. A huge donor that basically paid for it. Yeah. Because it takes it takes a lot to put together that mm-hmm. kind of production. I mean, it was amazing. You know, $25 per person to get in just was never going to cover it. Right. John wanted to make it affordable so people could go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope more people will go next year. I think the more people that, as COVID continues to kind of be a thing of the past, hopefully they'll be able to sell more tickets, get more people in. Well, it was funny because, you know, we tried to write down talking points. We were supposed to present like a <laughs> TED Talk style yeah, thing, right? Yeah, quite go that way. Kind of not our jam. <laughs> Every time we started talking about something, write it down, I'm like, oh, that just sounds so canned and like... Yeah, like memorizing a script is just not going to be our thing. No. And then we said, <laughs> what if we made this joke? And it's like... <laughs> I'm not excited about it anymore because it didn't just pop in my head yeah. and I didn't just blurt it out. Like, I don't write down my jokes. So we you know? kind of had a loose outline, but then just, <laughs> Was I don't it? know. Yeah, kind of. Did we even stick to it? <laughs> kind of. Uh, we just vamped, pretty yeah, much. It was... Kind of like what we do. <laughs> yeah. It was like, <laughs> just before we go on, we each get handed a microphone and instructions on how to use a microphone like we don't know. <laughs> And we just went. Like, at this time, I had everything out of my head as far as what we had somewhat planned. I'm like, fuck it. We're going to go out there and talk to some people. Mm -hmm. That was such a good time. I made some really good jokes. You did. (laughs) You sure did. You sure did. You know, it makes me just want to do live podcasting. God, that would be my dream, Mary. We got to figure this out. If we could somehow do, like— regular podcasting and then travel like once a month mm-hmm. and do some live podcasting, that would be... Whew. All right, universe. Are you paying attention? We just manifested <laughs> that shit. Did we? Okay. All our prayer warriors. <laughs> just kidding. That's funny. <laughs> God, prayer warriors. Is that a Mormon expression? No, no, no. That's in the every other religion. Hmm. My dog just hit by a car. You know, all my prayer warriors. <laughs> thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Oh, uh-huh. Fluffy died. I guess that was God's will. Yeah, God needed him in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Fluffy pulled through. It's because of our prayers. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. That's yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> oh, you know, we met our friends Melissa and Tanya from Apostate Coffee while we were there. Oh, hell yeah. Can I can I talk about your secret crush? Oh, on Tanya? Yeah. <laughs> because of our career choices. Mm-hmm. She's like your, your career girlfriend. <laughs> My work wife? Yeah, that's what it was. Because <laughs> you don't work together. Tanya! I'm proposing. <laughs> Want to be my work wife? <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, they have a sweet new blend, by the way, that's not up on their website, but we got to try it. It's called Iced Hot Drink. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny because it's not a hot drink, but you still can't drink it because it's coffee. Well, I did drink it hot, so well, I may we have did broken drink the rules because <laughs> I didn't make it cold brew. We do know the rules are bullshit, right? Well, the rules of their coffee might not be bullshit. Maybe this is blended especially to be a cold brew. Yeah. Then you heat it. Because we want to be as rebellious as possible. <laughs> Speaking of— sorry, It was delicious, gotta, though. My mind just went on a tangent concerning coffee. My mom is sleeping too long during the daytime, and so she's getting up at night and wandering around, right? And so right after lunch, she gets really tired. She wants to take a nap, but then she doesn't want to get back up. And so the doctor is like, well, we can, you know, some caffeine would be good. Hmm. My dad lost his shit. Like, uh-uh. No caffeine? Talking about coffee. 
No coffee or no caffeine? No coffee. But she could have a Red Bull. Exactly. And this is where this is <laughs> fucking Mormons. It's infuriating. Coffee <laughs> is a natural, healthy stimulant with lots of benefits, right? <laughs> uh-huh. But no, Dixie, you can't have a natural, healthy stimulant to help you stay awake so you can sleep at night instead of wandering around hurting yourself. Yeah, have this thing with chemicals and lots of sugar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Better choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how Mormons are allowed to be doctors. Yeah, I just said that shit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway. We also got a cool t-shirt from the Apostate Coffee yes. crew. Yes. Uh, it's basically Joe drinking a cup of Joe. It's <laughs> Joseph Smith drinking coffee. Like, who doesn't want to see that visual? Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to check out the merch or the coffee, head to apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. Be sure to enter LDL at checkout for 10% off your order. Yes. Appreciate it. We also got a gift. Oh, from a listener, Aaron L. Aaron L., we got to actually meet. Yes. And the gift was in the form of alcohol. Met Aaron and uh, Aaron's child, Luna. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for showing up to our meet and greet. And Mm -hmm. that booze is awesome. We had the sangria. Yeah, we had the sangria in the hotel room. Delicious. So good. And it wasn't too sweet. I don't like super sweet drinks. I'm all the sweet she needs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it was perfect. Yeah. D. Delicious. Speaking of gifts, we got some gifts from Hawaii listeners. Yes. Got a box from Candace and Tracy Tenholder, which Tenholder's a cool name. Are we saying last name? Just did. They're not going to care. Because, I mean, we could, okay, you know what, let's let's make this so people don't know who they are. From Candace and Terry Fiveholder. Uh, yeah, really subtle, the changing of the last name there. <laughs> now, now no one will ever mm-hmm. know. No one's going to know. Anyway, this package was awesome. It included one coffee mug, one coffee mug with the handle broken off, which is my new favorite. <laughs> Damn FedEx fuckers. <laughs> we got a bottle opener, a couple of magnets, some playing cards. Wow. A koozie, two koozies. Nice. I mean... That's a care package right Y'all, there. Yeah, I, I feel cared for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. That's fantastic. We love when people send like shit. I or know. even like handwritten letters, except for, you know who you are, the one who wrote in pink pen and I had a hard time reading it. Yep. The pale pink highlighter on the white paper. And that was challenging. In, curs- in cursive. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do you even care about my eyes? <laughs> yeah, your eyes are challenging. That's a whole thing. Don't even get started. I won't. I won't. Not in this podcast. No. We'll save that for another rabbit hole another day. <laughs> Shelly's eyesight battles. Sorry. <laughs> it's always, you never know what you're going to get with this one. It's true. <laughs> it's always good, though. Uh, uh-huh. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, before we read uh, a letter, we did get snail mail letter from a listener. I want to announce the newsletter. <gasps> we weren't busy enough, so Mary thought she'd start a <laughs> newsletter. Just every now and then. Okay. It's just an occasional newsletter. With some announcements, whatever's going on, maybe some some cool podcasts that we want to talk about. Maybe just like where we've been and talk about that. Just Speaking whatever. of shit, we got to start the Christmas letter. We got to do that too. <gasps> okay. If you are interested in getting this once in a while, probably half-assed newsletter from us, then sign up. Uh, if you've ever written to us or subscribed to us on Patreon, Marco Polo, or uh, Supercast, then I have your email address mm-hmm. already. And you can, you know, opt out at any time. You can. No. You can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like this shit. 
But if you would like to sign up, please head to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Uh, just partially down the page, just follow the prompts to sign up for the newsletter. Sweet. Speaking of letters, did you want to get into this one from a listener? Yeah, read up. Okay. So this came to our P.O. box that we have close by to our house. That address is also on that contact page. Also, remember, if you send us something to the P.O. box, you must tell us that oh, you yeah. sent something. We hardly ever go check we, that. We only go there unless someone's like, hey, I, I sent you a raspberry cheesecake. It's probably been there a while. Huh. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Don't maybe send us perishable items. Well, or just let us know that you just sent it and I'll go get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is from Anna N. Thank you, Anna, for taking the time and writing this down on some sweet stationery. Uh, there's a PS about the stationery, and I'll oh, we'll get to right that. On. Yeah. I'm going to just dive into it. Ready? Go. Dear Mary and Shelley, she spelled your name correctly, by the way. Oh, <gasps> thank you, Anna N. <laughs> uh, only one E, everybody. One E. N. And Shelley. And, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shelly's on the struggle bus today. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's okay. Right, carry on. All right. Anna says, I've been listening to your podcast over the last year. Yes, in order. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and have been thinking about writing to you since I started. And finally, getting out of a depression means I can actually do the things I think about. Aww. Way to go. My wife and I have been trying to have children the past two years, starting with reciprocal IVF me carrying an embryo made with my wife's eggs. Mm -hmm. Using the eggs my wife froze in 2018 before she underwent chemo for breast cancer. Jesus. Yeah. We got two viable embryos from her eggs, and with one of them, I had a pregnancy, but it ended in a miscarriage. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. The miscarriage was really hard for me, and while I was already on the descent into depression— it was like a root in my path, causing me to trip and fall faster and harder. Because our fertility treatments were all tied up in our experience with my wife's cancer, and because we had no other chances to create this family we had imagined with both of us having a biological tie to our children, the miscarriage was devastating to both of us in different ways. Sure, yeah. Yeah. After two years of watching my wife go through grueling cancer treatment and being able to do so little— I think I viewed the pregnancy as a way I could sacrifice something of my body for her and contribute to our life and healing together. Plus, the fertility clinics give you pictures of your little bundle of cells before they transfer them and say, here's your beautiful baby, which really doesn't help with not getting attached to them prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. I'm in a better place now in continuing trying to get pregnant with my own eggs for one to two pregnancies, definitely not seven to nine, she says. <laughs> I think that's for you. Is that a jab? I think that, be, that, that might jab be at me. aimed at you, Shelley. Taken. Got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but during the time of the miscarriage, your podcast was a real comfort to me. Although your journeys weren't parallel to mine, and I never dealt with religious trauma. Now, there's other trauma, though. Sure. We all have trauma. Yeah. I identified with the emotions you were processing, and it gave me a safe space to feel them without diving full on into my own difficult experience right away. I'm so glad we could help. Seriously. I know. Me too. Anna says, I realize my story has nothing really to do with the point of your podcast, but I wanted you to know what it's meant to me to have this one-sided friendship during a rough time, and it feels good to share my story too. The community you've created out of your trauma is amazing and beautiful, and I'm sure has helped so many. 
I'm a psychiatric APRN working with kids, and hearing your experience has helped me better understand my queer teens' experiences with their high-demand religious families. Yeah, Shit. totally. Yeah. I think I will even recommend the podcast to them as a place they may find some supportive connection. I have felt so touched by your vulnerability and the amazing growth you've shown through the podcast. I love that. Wow. I love that people want to share. That's fantastic. Yes. That, you know, and that we kind of mentioned that on our presentation at Thrive. It's like when you share, it's healing for yourself and it's healing for others. You don't even know who's hearing this and Mm -hmm. who it's helping. I didn't know when we started. You didn't know. No. Share your shit when you're ready, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, share your shit. And thanks for sharing our podcast. Yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. Appreciate that so much. Anna says, your commitment to continuously learning how to make your community more inclusive and welcoming and your willingness to show your mistakes is an example I strive to follow. And hearing your tender care for each other on the podcast made me feel cared for and emotionally held as well. Jesus, I might cry a little bit here. That's so sweet. Anna. Yeah, with love and gratitude, Anna. I'm going to read these PSs. Okay. Uh, P.S. I'm writing this on the fancy stationery my super Catholic mother-in-law gifted my masculine-leaning wife. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> because that's clearly what she would want. <laughs> uh, because it makes me laugh to use it for a queer ex-religious podcast. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, and then P.P.S. I live in a house of several self-sacrificing queers, and my mantra for them has become... Don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Thanks, Kimberly. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kimberly. Yep. Thank you, Kimberly. What a great uh, lesson for all of us. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Thank you, Anna. What an amazing letter. Yeah. And thanks for taking the time to like write that out in your handwriting on stationery. Yeah, you got the special Catholic stationery. <laughs> right? I love that. <laughs> we tend to read those snail mail letters on our air. No pressure to send one. Just don't do it in pink cursive. Nope. No yeah. pink cursive. Check out the P.O. box on our contacts page. Yes. I think we are ready to take a break right Let's now. Take a break and we're going to come back at you with a he said what and a phone pod. Both those things coming up. And I might have to teach Mary a little family home meaning lesson that goes along with the food oh, pod. Oh, God. You love this shit. You, listen, <laughs> you never got family home evening your entire life. <laughs> There's a lot of Monday nights we need to make up for. Oh, God. Starting in just a few minutes. Which so. is today's Sunday, but we're going to pre-FHE. Okay. There you go. Well, uh, we'll be right back for that little treat. <laughs> be ready. We're back from our break for a he said what? Is that right? So he said what? Three, one. How do you want to do this? Oh. Um, do you remember how to do this open? God, it's been a while. Okay, we'll count down to one. Okay. And then we'll say it. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. He, he said, said what? That's fine. All right. <laughs> right. A little lackluster um, today. We can't do these differently every single time. No. Next time it's going to be a siren. It's going to be like, he said, what? You like that one? Oh, I like the way your eyebrows are going up and down, up and down, up and down. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, Shelly, before we get into this, he said, what? uh, We need to offer a trigger warning. Yeah. We are about to talk about conversion therapy um, with also the use of electroshock. So, if that is sensitive for you, totally mm-hmm. get it. It's going to be a, a little bit graphic. Yeah, maybe skip ahead like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, take care of you. Yeah. 
All right, who's saying what today? All right, this is from our most favorite elder, Dallin Asshat Oaks. He, you know, he always has a great thing to say. Mm-hmm. He's a treat. He is such a treat. And this treat is even more treaty because it is a blatant, treatful, provable lie. Oh, kind of like the way the, the Book of Mormon is a work of fiction. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that a little <laughs> later, too. So recently, as in like last week or the week before, at a, I think it was a forum or something at the University of Virginia, which is locally to where we are. Yeah, it's real close. He was questioned about the use of electroshock therapy at Brigham Young University. Wow. Uh-huh. And he adamantly said, and he got this air of how dare you ask me. And I can just feel it and see it when, when he mm-hmm. starts to talk. The mansplaining. The mansplaining <laughs> and the how dare you ask me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm putting this to rest. Never ask again. Mm-hmm. Like that was basically what it was. And he says the time that he was the president of BYU, electroshock therapy was not a thing. Oh. Never happened under his watch. Oh. Boom. Never. And don't ask me again was basically <laughs> what it was. Guess what, you fucking liar. Wow. So he was, and this is all over the internet right now, so I don't need to read every fucking thing that comes up. I'm actually exhausted of reading everything because it's just like so infuriating. So this douchebag was president of BYU from 1971 to 1980. Okay. And in that time, according to him, this was a thing of the past. No electro, you know, uh, gay conversion therapy, electrotherapy. No, no, I would never, never, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, let's just start right here. In 1976, John Cameron. This is an interview that was with John Cameron back in 2011. Wait, who's John Cameron? John Cameron says he was a naive and devout Mormon who felt out of sync with the world when he volunteered to be a part of a study of electric aversion therapy in 1976 oh. at Utah's Brigham Young University. 1976, asshat. He was that's working between there. 1971 and 1980, right? I mean, no, my math true. is not good, but that's <laughs> pretty fucking so. obvious. Yeah, that's kind of some easy math. Uh, John goes on to say, twice a week for six months, he jolted himself with painful shocks to the penis Ooh. to rid himself of his attraction to men. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So this poor guy, he basically thought a man by the name of Max Ford McBride was like his savior because this Max McBride put together a study at Brigham Young University in 1976. Study was called The Effect of Visual Stimuli in Electric Aversion Therapy. Hmm. So this poor guy, John, was gay at BYU and, of course— Thought he was going to go to hell. Yeah, he even, I'm reading what I'm reading through right now, in case you're wondering, is this um, ABC News article? Article, thank you. And there's video too. So again, 197, I'm going to keep saying it, 1976, mm-hmm. um, Elder Dallin Asshat Oaks, if you're listening, 76 <laughs> comes between listening. 71 and 80. It's almost like exactly in between. So mm-hmm. yeah, you were the boss of BYU then, you fucker. So I'm going to quote John Cameron. I thought he was my savior, talking about McBride, who enrolled with 13 other willing subjects. So John and 13 other subjects, all Mormons who thought they might be gay for a three to six month course of therapy. Mm. He says a mercury filled tube was placed around the base of his penis to measure the level of stimulation he experienced when viewing nude images of men and women. Shocks given in three 
10-second intervals were then administered in conjunction with certain images. Participants set their own pain levels. Jesus. Cameron said his shame was so deep that he selected the highest level. Wow. He was so ashamed of being gay, evil, sinner, horrible, Oof. that he was like, put me at a 10. Shock the shit out of my penis. Make me straight. Good Wait, God. Yeah, what year was this? Oh, that's right. It was 1976. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So back in that day, of course, um, homosexuals were seen as kind of an expendable population, according to John Cameron. He said to admit homosexuality in 1976 was the kiss of death. Yeah, you don't want to mention targeted. that. No. Lose your job, lose your income, lose everything. Mm. Wow. Uh, so he was at BYU undergoing studies and experiments at BYU in how to fix his gayness. With conversion therapy. Exactly. Electroshock therapy, Oof. conversion therapy. But this wasn't the only therapy, okay? They were all also given chemical compounds, which were administered through an IV and caused subjects to vomit when they were stimulated. Oh, God. Yeah. That's awful. Wow. Well, Dallin, you're a big fat liar, mm -hmm. as it turns out. Liar, liar, pants on fire, cannot mm. stand you. Pants on fire sounds about like the right punishment for that guy. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to look this study up, it's called Effect of Visual Stimuli and Electric Aversion Therapy, a dissertation presented to the Department of Psychology, Brigham Young University, by Max Ford McBride, August 1976. It is fucking disgusting, mm. the things that they did to these people. Basically, Jesus. if you want to research this, you mm -hmm. can. There's plenty out there. Dallin Asshat Oaks, I think I do actually hate you. I think you're a horrible human being. For me, it's never too late to apologize and say I was wrong. But for him to say, it didn't happen. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah. dude. Right. Fuck you hard. Mm. These <sighs> Mormon leaders just have no compassion. They no. Don't, they're just so above the law. No. You know? No. That never happened. No humility. Sounds like my fucking, my fucking dad. That never happened. <laughs> right? I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Your father denies stuff all the time. Ooh. Is that just taught to young men in the Mormon church that you just lie to advance your own cause or something? I, I guess. I guess. I don't get it. Um, any male listeners who were raised in the Mormon church, can you comment on this? Yeah. This was, would be interesting to hear about. Was this was it directly taught to you to lie? Or you just this to was protect modeled the church? Yeah, or was it modeled? You? Right. Uh, yeah, I would love to hear your comments on that. Feel free to write in to contact at latterdaylesbian.org. Yes. Interesting. Also for Asshat, uh, I hope someone will someday get to him in his face and remind him that research has shown that queer individuals who went through gay conversion therapy are 63% more likely to have attempted suicides. You fucking asshole. Mm. Yeah, he is an asshole. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, that guy. <sighs> Isn't he still in line to be the prophet? Of course he is. He's next in line. Next in line. He's next mm. in line. And he's out in Virginia all the time because his fucking daughter lives out here. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that'll be fun if he ever gets to that position. How old is he? Doesn't matter. They'll put him in when they're a thousand. They're all a thousand years old. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they're all a thousand. I'm just wondering if he'll die before he gets a chance to be in that. Prophet. Sure, that'd be great. Position. But the next one in line isn't going to be any better. Like, <laughs> yeah. by the time they're old enough to be prophet, they are so 
in the system, yeah. it doesn't matter what right. if, or if they ever had decent beliefs about human beings. Doesn't matter. They're yeah. in the system. All the indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, didn't you say you had a foom pod today? Oh, I've got a foom pod. All right. I think we should move on to a foom pod. Shall we? Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. All right. Are you ready? Mary. Did you notice I cued music today? I. <laughs> you probably have cut this out, but I was singing along with the tune that will be in there. Mary's probably going to cut that. But as I was singing along the tune, in my heart, I was like, she fucking stole my line. <laughs> I'm going to let that go because <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is Gadianton robbers. Gadianton robbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have anyone to thank for this? Me. You came up with this, huh? I don't know. I have known this my entire life. Well, then I'd like to give a shout out to Shelly J for the submission today. Caddy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Robbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this a made up story from that fictional book, The Book of Mormon? <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> well, they robbed something. Did they have anything to do with the Nephites or the anti Nephi Lehi Nephi? You can just make up any name. <laughs> so here's the thing. Lee fights. The name Gadianton robbers, of course. Oh, they rob people, but there's so much more to it. Oh, so they were robbers. Of course. It's called the Gadianton robbers. <laughs> Gadianton. Were they from Gadiantia? <laughs> Is that a place? Uh, no, nope, the there, nope, there was a man named Gadianton. Gadianton? Mm-hmm. That's, yep. Our Did next he dog have... is going to be named Gadianton. <laughs> That's my next band name. Did <laughs> he have a group of um, robbers, that mara- marauders? Okay, that so here's, with the, him? here's what I'm going to have to do. I'm not going to let you win this one. <laughs> because the name itself, it just says what it is. Gadianton and his robbers? Yes. But as you get into it, it's just so fucking ridiculous. If you get into Gadianton? Oh, my God. Robbers? Rob- All right, you, robbery? you decide, Feedery. buzzer or ding ding. <laughs> I wouldn't. All right, fine, buzzer. Thank I don't you. know what this is. Okay, the Gadianton robbers, according to the Book of Mormon, fake, fictional <laughs> reading was not a, even a good read. No, it's horrible. Were a secret criminal organization in ancient America. <laughs> you know what is so great about this? So they were this? they were the natives who lived here. Look, I want to read some of this, okay. but but let me let me preempt this with saying this is so great because this shit that I'm reading to you is from like uh, Wikipedia, Mormonpedia, Mormon, like all this like Mormon studies shit. Oh, like for real? Yeah. People really are studying the, this yeah, fictional people? Yeah, but it was people? fake. That's what's so funny <laughs> is they're writing about this like they're doing a history paper. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks ago, what's his bucket rusty? He's like, it's not real history. Mm-hmm. And all these people <laughs> wasted their time. <laughs> Whoopsie. Okay, so. <laughs> it sucks for them. There were third incarnations, by the way. What these, does that mean? Like they came around three times. I don't know. But you ready for this? You ready for some names? Okay. I'm going to quiz you on the names of these people. Here's the first incarnation of the Gadianton robbers. Well, wait, what, what, what were they? Who were these people? I, that's I'm telling you. The society, it's a society, was first founded around 52 B.C. or 51 B.C., which, by the way, no one else has ever heard of this except for Book of Mormon readers because uh-huh. it's fake. Um, by Nephite supporters of Ponchi, an unsuccessful candidate for chief judge. Ponchi had been executed for treason when he refused to accept the election of his brother, Pahoran, the second. <laughs> Joseph Smith had some good names. I got to hand it to him. Ponchi and Pahoran. Uh-huh. Uh, to the judgment seat and then tried to incite a revolution. One of his supporters, Kishkumen, uh-uh. yes, assassinated <laughs> Pahoran in retaliation. Kishkumen and his associates entered into a pact 
to keep the assassin's identity a secret. Not sacred. Not sacred. <laughs> a man, Gaddy Anton, dun, 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 became the leader of Kishkumen's secret group. And he arranged for Kishkumen to assassinate Chief Judge Helaman II by promising that if Gaddy Anton were made chief judge, he would appoint the other members of the band to positions of authority. See, I knew it was a band. It's your band name. <laughs> Kish Kuman was apprehended and killed by one of Helaman's servants, and Gaddy Anton and his followers, fearing the same fate, fled into the wilderness. Within 25 years, Gaddy Anton's band had grown into a large criminal organization known as Gaddy Anton's Robbers and Murderers, mm. with both Nephites and Lamanites among its members. Not the Nephites and the Lamanites. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In 26 BC, remember, this is all fake, by the way. Uh, that you everyone think? believed for the longest time. Uh -huh. The Gadianton robbers assassinated Chief Judge Caesarom and his son. <laughs> <laughs> the Lamanites made every effort to eradicate the Gadianton robbers among them. As you do. As you do. The Nephites, in contrast, began to join the band in larger and larger numbers until most of them were members. And members swore to protect one another and identified one another by means of secret signs and secret words. Mm. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Signs mm. and tokens. There you go. <laughs> um, there's more fun names in here. So, around 20 BC, Chief Judge Caesarum was murdered by his brother, Ciantum. Ask your doctor if Ciantum is right for you. <laughs> <laughs> the murder was announced and the culprit identified by Nephi, the son of Helaman. Nephi's knowledge of the event was believed by many to be evidence of his prophetic powers. And when a famine struck the area a few years later, the people believed that God was behind it, and they reacted by repenting and cracking down on the Gadiantans. Or cracking jokes, basically. like we're doing now. I'm not going to go through all of the incarnations, um, but basically it's like guerrilla warfare. Here's this guy named Gideani, Laconius, Zemnariha. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. All right. So those were the Gadianton robbers. In that book that's just a work of fiction. Yeah. So here's a guy named Jeffrey Bideloof. I don't know. He, <laughs> he wrote some dumbass article in Latter-day Saint magazine um, back in 2002. And I kind of want to hug him and say, I'm sorry you thought this was real. And you wrote an entire <laughs> fucking article about fake shit. I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, maybe you could say the same about Bible scholars. Who knows if any that, of it's real? It's a great you know? point. It's a great point. So here's some of his article. One of the purposes of the Book of Mormon, fake book, is to warn us in the latter days about mistakes made in the past hmm. in the fake book. <laughs> and one of the biggest mistakes of the early inhabitants of the Americas was to bring about the conditions that allowed the Gadianton robbers to prosper. Uh. It's fake. Dude, it's fake. This is all fake. <laughs> Given that the Book of Mormon is a warning about our times, we must consider the existence of modern-day Gadiantans. Are we once again allowing conditions for Gadianton robbers to flourish? <laughs> fake news, bro! It was fake! Mm -hmm. Um, Boring, boring, boring scrolling. And so this is what's making me laugh. He's, he, he writes the characteristics of the Gadiantans. Oh, how you can spot them? Yeah. And this is hilarious to me because um, when I was super Mormon, these characteristics, I pointed it out as like everyone else, right? Oh, it's uh, those oh, people. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's just like those people. But as I'm reading them now as like a woke ex-Mormon, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, it's the fucking church, y'all. This is exactly how the church behaves. All right. So main characteristics, 
Their main goal was getting rich, but they had no desire to work and get money the old-fashioned way. They wanted to get rich through murder and secret combinations. (laughs) So LDS Church, do they work for their money? No. They get money off of the backs of the people who are working under them, meaning the entire membership of Mm -hmm. the church. For sure. And they do it in secret. Why? Because it was until just a few years ago where a fucking whistleblower was like, do y'all know how much the church has? Mm -hmm. How much money? Huh. Gaddy Antons, the church. There you go. Ready? They often, but not always, felt it necessary to take over the government to achieve their goals. Huh. Remember that time when Brigham Young was like, (laughs) we're going to have our own state. Yeah, we're going to have our own state. (laughs) Remember that time when Utah, like today, basically is just mostly run by Mormon people? Uh Yeah. Uh Hmm. Didn't Joseph want to take on the government too? Yeah, he ran for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Of course. Okay, next one. They had secret signs to indicate membership in their gangs. <laughs> you mean like Wait. sure sign of the nail? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> secret handshake. Okay, bro, writing this. And by the way, I agreed the same fucking thing. So in my mind, it was like, oh yeah, it's those gangsters with their like West Side signs and Crips and Bloods and shit. Like that's what the Gadiant and robbers are nowadays. Oh. No fuckers. Look in, go to the temple. <laughs> Go to the temple. You have to know the secret signs and the secret names and the tokens to be part of the club. Cult? Yes. (laughs) Here's one more one just for funsies. The Gadiantons had their own bizarre sense of honor among thieves and claimed that their works were good. Huh. Huh. Think about (laughs) That doesn't sound like the church at all. No, it doesn't sound like the Mormons or most organized religion. Bizarre sense of honor. You mean like persecuting the gays because that's what God wants. Um, uh, persecuting black people up until the 70s, right? True, because that's what God wants. Uh-huh. Um, Mountain Meadow Massacre, let's kill a bunch of people. Sure. But God wanted it, Brigham Young said, uh-huh. um, and claiming their works were good. Oh, how about we promise to kill people if they go against their temple oaths? So all of that shit's kind of yeah, against yeah, the yeah. law. But ground, not Mormon Ground law. glass in the flower oh, yeah, for the yeah, early yeah. people. But mm. those are good works because we need to get rid of those heathens who were going against God. Right. Yeah. Right. And this shit, by the way, getting into robber shit, has been taught to children since the beginning, mm-hmm. since I can remember. As a way to like just potentially judge more people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When really, they're just talking about themselves. Yeah. Well, what's that whole thing? You point the finger, it looks back at you. <laughs> right. right? Fucking Mormon. Your own made-up storybook is talking about you. Uh Uh-huh. Well, maybe it's like, I learned it from you. (laughs) You know, Joseph was writing about it, and Mm. then they all just became it. Maybe it just planted a seed. He manifested. He manifested (laughs) that shit. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened. I would love to find out how many people have, like, written about this history that's presented in the Book of Mormon. The fake history? Yeah. I mean, just in general, anything. Well, what a waste of time. I know. That's what I'm any like, it is papers fake. someone might have written about Book of Mormon mm-hmm. is all going to be based on fiction. Well, because it's lies. It's an allegory. Yeah. I do like all the words that Joseph came up with, though. The names. Oh, the fun. names? Mm-hmm. You like the names? Mm-hmm. Fun to say for mm-hmm. you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fun to hear on your end? Sure. Okay. They just all blend together. Yes. You know, I'm still struggling with the Nephi's and the Lehi's and anti Lehi Nephi's. Those two. Mm-hmm. I get them confused. Helaman? Come on. Gila Monster. I always think of Gila Monster. <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, well, I think that's all we're gonna have time for today before the patrons. Yep. We haven't done patrons in a in a bit. Because we've been doing interviews. We've got I got five. How many you got? 
Well, I've got five, uh, exactly, Supercast members. I love and, the exactness. Yep, and then— It's like with your arm to the square, the exactactness. Sorry, oh, sure, reference. Just, just like that. Yep. And one more from GoFundMe. So not everyone likes a subscription service. Sometimes they just want to give us a one-time donation, and we That's appreciate that. Too. Yep. Uh, let's take a break, and then we're going to get into those names in just a second. Let's do it. Okay, we're back. So uh, during the break, we discussed giving the people the new name of someone in the Book of Mormon. A fake like actual, fake, a fake actor, <laughs> fake character actor. in the book of in the fiction book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. And we actually, I'm, we're going to have to be honest here. There are so many that I can't remember all of the ones that I've actually forgotten. So we pulled up lists. So we will be pulling from. Oh lists. yeah, yeah. Well, and there's no way I'm not I would a Book know. of Mormon scholar of fake history, <laughs> right? <laughs> You got to hand them credit for coming up with so many different ones. I mean, I'm impressed. Although a lot of them are so alike that maybe I'm not super impressed a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But patron names first. Patron first. Who do we have? Mary. Patron number one is Sandra P. P. Scroll down to the picture. I'm scrolling down. There's a few to pick from. Oh, we've got Ponchi. Didn't you already say Ponchi? I did. Yeah. Son of Pahoran. Pahoran. Oh, there's two Ps. (laughs) We could have used both. Nephite Rebel. Circa 52 BC. Wait, yours actually has who they were? Yeah. You got a better list than me. Well, I went to Wikipedia. (laughs) I told you to do that. Okay, Sandra. (laughs) Ponchi. Nephite Rebel. (laughs) Thank you for your support. Way to be. Way to be. Next name is anonymous. So when oh. someone says anonymous, do we assume they don't want to have any kind of like new name? I say uh, fuck that. You're getting it. a new name. Go to the A's for anonymous. Oh well, no, this is on you. You're doing these ones. Oh, I'm doing this. Yes, give me give me a new name for anonymous. Okay, got to start with an A. I got it. What? Aminati, <laughs> descendant of Nephi. I mean, weren't they all? It's a minadi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to have D. Wait a yeah, minute. You're doing all the names. This is too but funny. this is how you spell it. A-M-I-N-A-D-I. Aminadi. Aminadi? Yes. It's like a Aminadi, but Aminadi. <laughs> I like Aminadi better. You, you call it what you want it. It's beautiful. Uh, thank Wait, you Wait, who was support. this person? Aminadi. Uh, descendant of Nephi. It's all it says. Boring. Sorry, Anonymous. You got a boring-ass <laughs> new name. Next is Ann G. Gadianton. <laughs> Too easy. You already know who Gadianton is, so take that, and Gadianton. And your robbers. <laughs> take your robbers and you go home. All right, Kai D. D. Mm-hmm. Okay, got the Ds right here. There are no D names in the Book Shut of Mormon. Up. It skips D entirely. Oh, okay, that's not good. Hold, please. Okay. Oh, what if we do places? In the Book of Mormon. You mean like made-up places? <laughs> yeah. All right. From a fictional book. Kai, you're getting a made-up place. What you All got? All right. I just looked up list of Book of Mormon places on Wikipedia, and we've got City of Desolation. Jesus. <laughs> which is a northern Nephite city. Did you know that? <laughs> Did in a, not. In a land, made-up land of the Nephites. I, I haven't seen that on any world globes uh, <laughs> lately. <laughs> So Kai Desolation, uh, so sad, so sorry. There's also a land of desolation. Oh. Which is north of Bountiful. Oh, so it's in Utah. <laughs> Bountiful, Utah, just north. That's that's a little, little more uplifting, that desolation. Okay. <laughs> more uplifting. Great. All Moving right. on next, Madison R. R, huh? Let me scroll down to the R's. Mm-hmm. Riplakish. Did I say it right? 
I'm not sure there's a <laughs> correct way to say it. What what's the Riplakish was a Jaredite king and son of Shez. For Shezel. <laughs> For Shezel. Ain't that some Shez? <laughs> Riplikish. All right, Madison Riplikish. That rolls right <laughs> off you. the tongue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your support. That's five patrons. That's five patrons. Yes. Okay, well, let's go to Supercast All right. members. Did you ever look up the Wikipedia page to know a little more of the fake history of some of these names? No. You're doing them because you mispronounce them and it's funny to me. Oh, so I'm doing these too. Okay. Yes. Well, the first Supercast member is Diana W., uh, I was just looking through people and places, and there really aren't any W words. I'm going to find one. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, Diana. We're coming up short on the Ws. What you got, Shelly? First, I just want to say don't underestimate the W words in the Book of Mormon. Oh, there's some W words in there? Oh, yeah. So First Nephi 14.10. And he said unto me, I don't know who the fuck he is or who's talking, <laughs> but it's all fake. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. This is out of the Book of Mormon. Behold, there are saved two churches only. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil. <laughs> Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God belongeth to that great church, which is the mother of abominations, and she is the whore, <laughs> with the W, of all the earth. Wow, the whore of all the earth. Yeah, I don't know if you can top that. So, Diana, congratulations on being the whore of all the earth. Way to go. <laughs> uh, I'm a little jealous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not what you expected when you signed up. Get what so... you get. Don't throw a fit. <laughs> Next, we have Ren S. I think we should pick a Cientum. Wait, <laughs> that's a Gadianton, Cientum. Yeah, member of the Gadianton band. I think that I said... Ask your doctor if Cientum <laughs> is right for you. <laughs> Side effects can include massive diarrhea, vomiting. Okay. And the propensity to gamble. That was actually, I saw it a commercial one time. Really? That was a side effect of a certain drug. I think you, that you took for restless leg syndrome is that you might want to gamble <laughs> if you took this drug. Wow, that's uh, so random. Yep. Why the fuck not? Mm -hmm. huh. right. So, Ren Cientum, thank you so much for your support. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. Next one is another W. So do we have another one? For, I'll find one. Hang on. Uh, Michelle W. You got anything over there? No? I mean, whore's been taken, <laughs> and I think that's the only W anything. I actually. know. I'm sorry. The, the only thing that Wikipedia says about places in the Book of Mormon is wilderness. So that's kind of goofy. Stupid and shitty. <laughs> sorry. Can sorry, we give Michelle, Michelle an M name? Just, I, I feel <laughs> oh, like Michelle's sad name? now. Yeah. Or you take the W and you flip it upside down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you chance to see a frown, do not let it stay. Oh, God. Quickly turn it upside down and smile that frown away. And become indoctrinated. No one likes a frowny face. Change it for a smile. Make the world a better place by smiling all the while. And pretend everything's okay. Because that's what we do as a Mormon. Stay sweet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, let, me do, let me do Michelle on this one because I've got oh, some M's. Okay. How about... Mathoni. Oh, see, I was going to do that one. You were going to do Mathoni? But I was going to say Mathoni because he's Italian. Kind of well, like I doubt it's Mathoni. Okay. <laughs> Have at it. Go. No, that's it. I was going to do Mathoni. Well, what does it say about Mathoni? Mathoni. Is that how you say it? Probably. Mathoni. Mathoni. <laughs> right. We're going to take some cues from the pronunciation of Moroni <laughs> and apply words. it to Mathoni. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of 12 Nephite disciples also made up. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Thanks, so, Michelle. Michelle sorry. The disciple Mathona. We gave you an M name. Yeah. But that could be for Michelle. Next is another M, Maria M. Okay. We could do Mulek. Maria Mulek? <laughs> Mulek. Mulek. <laughs> Who's Mulek again? It's a pretty popular one. It's like a brother of Jaredite kind of Son thing. Son of Jewish King Zedekiah. I was way wrong. Mm. That's what it says here in Wikipedia. Way to be son of a Jewish king that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> That's called cultural appropriation in the Book of Mormon. Oh, like calling everything Zion and, and Gentiles and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maria Mulek, if that's the right pronunciation of this word, thank you for your support. Last Supercast member today, Rachel L. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. Pick one. Pick the worst the worst one. Well, there's some I can't pronounce. That, those would be the worst. Like Laconius. Laconius. Or Laconius. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a gross word. It makes me think of meconium. Do you know what that is? No. It's like if your baby shits ah. in while in, in utero, utero, then it's meconium. It's the shit that goes around there and it can ah. be very toxic. Oh, God. Sounds horrible. Sorry about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe lay off the beans during pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> is that burrito? Is that burrito? Okay, so there's a laconius, if that's how you say it. How is it again? Laconius? Laconius, thank you. It's laconius? <laughs> yes, not okay. like amaya licka. Emilicia. So there's a laconius or laconius, however you say it, one okay. and two. Oh, there's two. The first one was the 11th known Nephite chief judge. <laughs> the 11th known. <laughs> <laughs> one of 11. We didn't know the 10th. <laughs> That's not so Jesus. special. You're just one of 11. One of 11. What a loser. And then Laconius two Laconius. was the son of Laconius one, uh, the 12th known and last <laughs> Nephite chief judge. So there you go. This must be the time in the Book of Mormon where Joseph was like, I'm so done with this. I'm just going to write boring shit. I can't. Uh, it's the 11th one, and I guess he's got a son with the same name. That's 12. I mean, uh, not all verses in the Book of Mormon can be about mincing and tinkling. Let's face it. <laughs> they should be. It's going to be way. some boring shit Jesus after a while. Christ. Most of it's boring. Mm-hmm. We have one more person to thank, and that's from GoFundMe, Caitlin D. Ooh. Uh, let me look and there's no D. What? There may be some D places. There's a lot of D yes. places. So let's... Yeah, there was like desolation, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, well, there's only Damascus in the land of David. That's that's D- Damascus is actually a place. Well, true, but this land of David is a Nephite land. Oh, oh, so it's more not, special. Uh, like a biblical. So wait, reference. it's called Damascus, but it's the Nephite. No, I'm land? back to land of David. Just forget I said Damascus. Okay, this is it. called land of David, and it's a Nephite land on the west coast. So Does that mean like thing- California? Sure. Would that be a Nephite land? Yeah. That's the only coast I can think of. I don't like, know. You know, in the Americas. Why Pacific, don't we call it Northwest. fake David? Fake David. The land of fake David. Uh-huh. fake land of David. That's the fake new last name. Fake land of David. Hmm. Okay, Caitlin. Uh, there's Caitlin, your new name. the fake land of David. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit long, but I'm sure you're appreciative. <laughs> well, yes. we're appreciative of your support. All of you, thank you so much, so much, so much for your support. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. At that $5 level on both Supercast and Patreon, you get access to those Scandal Sessions and mm-hmm ad-free episodes. Yes. So and thank your you. patronage keeps us going. Oh, so it sure does. You. 
Yeah. It sure does. Also keeps Dan from Extension Audio going. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank Enjoy you, Dan. the raise. Yes. Thank we, you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you for all your hard work of the last three years. Uh, really appreciate it. Couldn't do this podcast without you. No, could not. Or all of you listeners, thank really. you so much. We're just being grateful as shit we're, right now. We're expressing all the gratitude today. Like Feeling the gratitude heart. Okay. Uh, wrapping this up. Done. No, steer clear of cults because they're no joke. <laughs> no joke at all. Bye-bye. <laughs> 